the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless the Lord, who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Merciful God, who sent thy messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. There shall come forth a shoot of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be a girdle of his waist, 
in faithfulness the girdle of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The suckling child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters come over the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as an ensign to the peoples. Him shall the nations seek, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. A reading from Romans. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may be with one voice glorify God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, as Christ has welcomed you, 
for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise thee among the Gentiles and sing to thy name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And further, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, he who rises to rule the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. The word of the Lord. be with you and with thy spirit. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit that befits repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. <laughs> 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're gathered together this morning on the second Sunday in Advent. It's a dreary second Sunday in Advent, but nonetheless, here we are. And as we do each and every year on the second Sunday of Advent, we meet John the Baptist. And each and every year on the second Sunday in Advent, John the Baptist has a word for us. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is come near. Now, for those of you newer to the ancient traditions of the church, Advent seems harsh, out of place. It's a holiday season all around us, and these past two seasons we here at church have been exposed to prayers and readings that are not at all festive. They're not festive in the sense the world around us is festive in. Last Sunday, Jesus warned us to stay awake, that he would return at an hour we did not expect or know. It was a message proclaiming the end of the world and the return of Christ to judge the quick and the dead. And this week stands John the Baptist in the wilderness crying, repent. The Baptist calls out the hypocrite and those secure in their faith. He calls out to those who will hear him and calls them to action, to do something, to bear fruit worthy of repentance. Now, this close to Christmas... This is not what we might expect walking into this place for the first time. So this morning, brothers and sisters, let us consider a thing essential for our salvation, repentance. Now, what comes to mind when you hear the word repent? What emotions surface when someone yells, repent? Now, I'm willing to bet, and especially if you were raised in the God-fearing South, that you feel one of two ways about this either humiliated or mad. The idea of someone telling you to repent is usually associated with some sort of moral code or law. So if you're told to repent, it usually means that you've been behaving badly. You need to stop doing bad things. Or that you're a bad person and need to change who you are. So being told to repent implies judgment. And who wants to be judged by others? I propose a slightly different take on what repentance is this morning 
the stuff true repentance is made of is slightly different. I propose a thesis that repentance is not a legal term, but a change in the attitude of our souls. I propose that repentance is opening our hearts to joy, that repentance is allowing ourselves to have the hardness of our hearts broken, to become joy-filled, peace-filled, and happy. When St. John the Baptist cries, repent, the kingdom of God has come near, what is it that he is really and actually wanting us to do? Is it to quit being bad or... Is it to open our hearts and our souls and allow the love of God to pour into us, to fill us? I think one of the most dangerous aspects of our fallen humanity is that we close ourselves off. We harden our hearts to God's love. That is to say, we have this very distorted tendency to self-reliance and safety and self-security. We might love others, But we guard our hearts and our souls so that we do not get hurt. We don't trust others as we were created to trust others. And we don't trust others because of the fear of being hurt ourselves. The fear of being let down. The fear of being injured. So, in most of our relationships, we are dictated by guardedness. We only allow so much access to our heart and souls. We keep others at arm's distance that we may not get hurt. That others may not see the real, the true us. The us we know to be ugly and to be broken. Now this guarding of our hearts and souls is unfortunately also and especially extended to God. We do not let God into our hearts and souls fully and completely. We do not trust God with the vulnerable places within us. We meet God on our terms, not his. We keep love itself out and rely upon ourselves to meet our needs. We keep God at distance because it's too dangerous to give up control. Let us consider the Pharisee and Sadducee in the gospel this morning. We are trained to think of them to be awful, hateful, vile people. To call someone a Pharisee is an insult. But beloved in the Lord, we are them. They were very devoted to the practice of religion. They were at the center and heart of Judaism. They were the keepers of the faith, the interpreters of the law. We have to believe they were good people who were making some sort of effort. They're the same sort of people who would be in church today, who would make it a priority. By all rights, they should have been the ones to receive Jesus with open arms, but yet they weren't. They are the ones whose titles became insults. Why? These devout people became insults because they refused. They could not repent. They could not allow their hearts to be broken and to let the joy and the love and the peace of God fill them. They could not trust God's love. They remained self-serving and self-reliant. John the Baptist warns them, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Now to understand repentance, we must understand this command. 
It is central to the gospel's message. To bear fruit worthy of repentance is active. It is to take action. To bear fruit worthy of repentance is not an intellectual idea. It is not something that we think about. It is something we do. For fruit is the product of the tree. It was what the plant produces. So it is obvious that the lives of these religious folks were not producing worthy fruit. Fruit worthy of God's kingdom. Fruit worthy of God's love. These Pharisees and Sadducees might have kept their religious duties. They might have gone to church. They might have kept themselves unstained by the world. But they bore no fruit. The love of God did not fill their hearts. They did not trust God. Rather, they trusted only themselves. To bear fruit worthy of God's kingdom is to extend ourselves in love to others. To bear fruit worthy of God's kingdom is to love God and to allow God to love you completely and thoroughly, even the broken and ugly parts. It is allowed to allow God to fill you with joy and with peace and with hope. It is to give yourself entirely to God. This act of repentance, this producing fruit worthy of God's kingdom is done by loving others, by caring for the poor and the orphan and the widow, extending love to your neighbor, being kind and welcoming to the stranger, reaching out to others to make their lives better and easier. Repentance is risk-taking. Repentance is expending the energy to love and care for the stranger and the friend. And in this risk-taking, we are transformed. We can see more easily God's love and mercy and peace. When we take risks and live outside ourselves and trust in something besides us and our own concerns, we see God. We learn to trust God more and more completely. We learn to love God more truly. We learn to allow God to love us more and more in doing things. And in these things, we repent. We gain joy and a happiness that cannot be known outside of God. So as we hear the cry of St. John the Baptist this morning, repent, the kingdom of God has come near. Look at yourself. Let us examine our souls. Do we really trust God? Or at the end of the day, do we trust in ourselves? Are we risk takers? Do we take risks to extend love to others? Do we care about, care for the poor and the unloved? Are our hearts hardened? Are we self-reliant? Or do we depend on God for our every need? Are we filled with bitterness? Or does God's love and peace and happiness fill us? Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, the nativity of Jesus and the kingdom of God both draw near. We must, we must bear fruit worthy of repentance or we risk losing our souls. We must learn to love God and to love others. And we can only do this by bearing fruit worthy of God's love. We must allow God's love and mercy to break our hearts and to fill our souls. We must practice repentance 
and allow God's joy and hope and peace to fill us completely. So on the second Sunday of Advent, let us commit ourselves again and anew to the process of repentance. Let us heed the words of St. John the Baptist. Let us commit ourselves to allowing the joy and the love and the hope and the peace of God to fill our hearts. Let us repent as the kingdom of God comes near. And let us come to know a peace and a happiness and a joy and a hope that this world can never give. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, Kneeling, the prayers of the people, Form 3, are found on your bullet, in your bulletin. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. Remember, especially, Joe Buston. Let the light of the 
We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Skip Barnett, Gina Benigno, Mike Blanford, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Jomi Kane, Luca Seraldo, Dolores Clark, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Vance Frickley, Judith Height, Bobby Hardy, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Ivanov, Leroy Jensen, Tim Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Patrick McAllister, Mike McGinnis, Jean Miller, Michael Mitchell, Juanita Myrick, Michael Myrick, Adrian O'Neill, Raymond Piazza, Cal Pearson, Carol Prevost, Norman Rowe, Sarah Rowell, Diane Scott, Dole Scott, Jennifer Scully, Steve Shepard, Robert Smith, Loki Stevenson, Tony Stiles, Donna Lee Stringer, Henry Temple, L.H. Walker, Rama Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Milton Wheeler, Joe Beth Young, and those we now name. Billy Bradford. For your handmaids with child, especially Jane Blake, Anna Henson, Mary Ellen Stansel, and Elizabeth Wilson Harris. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Meacham Harlow, Cynthia Parsley, Earl Snyder, Hugh Stansel, Sidney Schwarzfeger, and Claudia Vial. For those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Catherine and Father Jeff Rich. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, and Mark Waters. The Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming didst warn us to prepare for the day when thou shalt come to be our judge, mercifully granted being awake from the sleep of sin, we may always be watching and intent upon the work that thou hast given us to do, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. 
The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you into everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is a true saying worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. If any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father, even Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is a perfect offering for our sins, but not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you and with thy spirit. Welcome to St. John's on this uh, dreary uh, day in uh, December. It's the second Sunday in Advent. It's a wonderful day here at St. John's. We have, uh, at the end of this service, don't, don't forget, uh, St. Nicholas will, will be joining us, and he's brought uh, gifts for the children. So uh, we'll, our service will end a little unusually, but uh, in a wonderful way. And then tonight we continue at 6 o'clock with our service of Advent lessons and carols. Uh, and what that service is at its heart is it recalls and reminds us of the story of our salvation from creation to Christ's coming, both uh, with scripture readings and in carols and and, in hymns. So uh, please do try to make it for that. It's a really wonderful service. Our choir is phenomenal and we'll be joined tonight by members of the choir from St. Philip's in Jackson. So it's a good group of people singing tonight. Uh, It should be extraordinary. So I commend that to you. Uh, we're sneak, Christmas is sneaking up on us, and uh, Christmas tied flowers. Uh, don't don't forget about those. Those are that's coming uh, soon and very soon. If you have not signed up for them uh, and want to donate, you may do so on the board uh, at the in the sacristy hallway, or uh, you may do so through our email or online. So I, I commend that to you as well. Our Family Connections Christmas Project. Uh, Miss Becky's been hard at work, and she and we've gotten a, a, a few more families there, and we've also this year have. Uh, mentally uh, disabled or uh, adults as well that, that are in desperate and dire need of help. So we have several different options from families to singles to do that. Uh, so this will be the last week that they're on the tree. So I, I, I commend you uh, if, if you are wanting to, to or several of families want to come together and adopt a family, there they are. Uh, and thanks to Becky Jackson for helping put that together. 
Uh, there's also our pledge cards. It's, it's, that, it's that time of year again. We're trying to get all the pledge cards in so we can put together a budget to present at the annual meeting. And you will see that that is also, um, if you mark your calendars, <laughs> it, it's, it's in there uh, Wednesday, January 15th. Uh, let's see. Other than that, I think uh, there's another pill packing party, which is coming up this Wednesday. Don't We had a great turnout for the last one, and this will be one of our final ones, so we need a lot of help with that. Tomorrow, uh, I forgot about, is our ECW Christmas Fet. So at 11 o'clock for the ladies of the church, we'll have a service here. And then at 12 o'clock, we'll move over to the Rogers Greenhouse where the uh, 5th and 6th grade choirs from St. John's Day School will serenade us and we'll gather for a, for a festive lunch. So I, I commend that to you as well. And I think that's all that's uh, really pressing uh, right now. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for St. John the Baptist and the opportunity and chance to repent. May our hearts be broken and filled with the love and the mercy and the joy of God. Special intentions this day are offered for the children of this world, especially those who are unwanted and, and unloved, who live in areas of famine and violence. We remember those Christians for whom the proclamation of their faith could cause in their lives. May we be Christ's hands and feet in this world. We may, may we make other lives better. And at the last day, may our souls be saved. And may the soul of Joe Buston and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. It is very meet, right, in our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto Thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God, because Thou didst send Thy beloved Son
All glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, Humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank Thee for that Thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of Thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. May Almighty God, by whose providence our Savior Christ came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing and set you free from all sin. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer at his second advent be rewarded with unending life and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. The Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Well, hello, St. Nicholas. It's good to have you here with us. If you'll come take your seat on your, your throne here. Today we honor St. Nicholas, or Friday was Nicholas's feast day, and we, and we remember Nicholas. Um, he, he helped institute uh, giving, the giving of presents by giving, uh, giving of, of the, to the poor and those in need in Myra, and especially to children. And Nicholas has some gifts to give the kids today. So let me get those for us. And then after, when he gives out those gifts, uh, then uh, whoever wants to come up and have pictures made with him or take pictures are, are more than welcome to. So St. Nicholas, you want to... To, to, to give up 